0: Welcome to the Back Shoulder Fade, the Running Hooks Sports Betting Podcast with Caleb Lynn and Zach Griffin. Hello and welcome in to another edition of Back Shoulder Fade uh, this week. Big episode. We got uh, a lot of NFL stuff to talk about, you know, the deadline and then obviously this coming week of games, some college football. We're going to throw some college football in there after we talk some college basketball last week and then. At the end of the pod, you know James Harden finally got traded. Most NBA fans are kind of rejoicing to not see that in the news, and just kind of how that Harden trade changes, you know, the mindset of what teams you like the most, or maybe a team that you think you know it's a harder path for, or, or etc. Uh, so I'm 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 excited about that, uh, and then obviously this week, uh, Zach, we got our Thursday night same game parlay three legs. Um I got I got Alex is up Alex is up he's um he gave me two picks. Hopkins is questionable. So in case Hopkins is is, is going to play, he has an okay. anytime touchdown on DeAndre Hopkins. But if he's out, is he Derrick Henry over rushing. Derrick Henry over rushing. I guess he just he likes the Titans. I guess he he feels like one of those guys is just going to come up big for them at some point. Um Zach, I uh, what your your pick might be a little ugly. Your pick might be ugly, but it might be the right
1: play. Well, my pick's gonna reflect this game, just a disgusting game. Just a disgusting game. Not none of these teams, believe it or not, these are professional football teams. Caleb, I'm taking the under total points of 36 and a half. Steelers have not scored more than 26 points in a game this year. The Titans, the Titans have not had a 30-point game since two years ago yesterday, Halloween 2021, the Carson Wentz season that you were talking about before the pod. The Carson Wentz Colts season, that was the last game the Titans scored over 30 points. Uh, The Steelers have scored under 20 points in four of their seven games this year. And both teams playing on Thursday have combined... For just 22 touchdowns on the season. 22. Thanks a lot, Matt Canada. Wow. You have seven teams total uh, in the season this year. They have more total touchdowns than the Steelers and Titans do combined. Um, this I thought this was pretty easy. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked. Uh, I mean, Will Levis is going to have to throw four touchdowns again for this over to hit. Uh, Kenny Pickett says he's playing. We'll see what Mike Tomlin says about that. I really don't think it matters who's playing quarterback for the Steelers because they can't pass, they can't throw, they they can't they can't run, we know that uh, and they can't block, which are three very important things uh, if you're trying to run a good offense. So give me the under 36 and a half.
0: And I'm going to take George Pickens over 53 and a half receiving yards against this Tennessee secondary. Uh, I think George is due uh, Mitch Trubisky was the quarterback. I would question this pick, but it looks like Kenny Pickett is coming back in. Um, plus six thirty-seven for the three picks. So he threw like ten dollars on. He went like sixty bucks. Not a not a not a bad payout uh, for no, a fun little bad. same game parlay as we got back on the winning streak uh, last week, Zach. Uh, thanks to the last second, Mike. Not even last, last second. second. Just last minute, Mike Evans touchdown.
1: But we thanks, also got a to guess the helmet of a Bills DB.
0: We got yes. that one done. Yes, and uh, we got a guest with us today, Zach. This is our first guest on the Back Shoulder Fade. Actually, fun fact: uh, with two of us co-hosting this joint, uh, and we right. got a, a friend of mine that I've known for a while. That I know you've listened to, to some of us, you know, some of the stuff I've had with him. But uh, he's a Miami Dolphin fan. He's got a huge week this week uh, with them against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, wow. Dalton, uh, how's it going? And uh, welcome into the Back Shoulder Fade.
2: Well, thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me on. Um, I am honored to be the first guest. So, you know, that means a lot that you'd have me on as the first guest for this podcast.
0: Well, hey, I mean, we uh, we had it. We've had a you know mix of, you know, you know, we had Zach coming on one week. I couldn't make it one week. Then we've we've been able to get back into a role here and kind of getting it back into our, our repertoire with you know, having the two of us. And, and we want to kind of put on some guests from time to time. I uh, just did. Oh, wait, wait, wait.
1: Why, why,
0: why
2: Dolphins? Why are you a Dolphins fan? Um, my dad was a Dolphins fan. So, and my grandpa knew Bob Greasy. So that's kind of how he became a Dolphins fan. So I just kind of oh, followed. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's a good enough reason. <laughs> that's definitely a good enough reason.
2: <laughs> hey, I've watched <helped> him <laughs> suck for a long time. So it's about time we have a good season for once. Yeah. You, like you, you, you have. <clears throat> You know, Greasy
0: wasn't. You know, Greasy was from Evansville, right, Zach?
1: I didn't know that. I knew he went yeah. to Purdue. Um, yeah. He's in the Hall of Fame. I know yeah. that.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's from Evansville. It's it's interesting. There's like a pocket of Miami fans that you know. Don
1: Mattingly I, I, from Evansville as well. Yes, yes,
0: and knows how to manage average baseball. Anyway, uh, let's let's get into <laughs> let's get into this. Uh, this 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 week of action, um, and I kind of want to start off uh, with the NFL. Uh, you know, we've got touched on the Thursday slate. Um, nothing fancy. We're not going to go anything fancy. We're just going to pick some lines that may interest us, that we might like. Maybe it's whatever it is. Um, the floor is open, uh, and so I'll start off with the guest here. Um, as you're looking at the lines, Dalton, as you're seeing. You know, the NFL lines
2: going into this week, what is sticking out to you? I'll give you one that you're going to hate because we watched it last week and I don't know how the quarterback play gets any worse, but I like the Packers minus three. Um, They've looked so bad recently. Jordan Love sucks. What he did on Sunday was absolutely pathetic. I mean, the Vikings gifted the Packers that game. Kirk Cousins goes down. You have Jaron Hall come into the game. Fumble, give the Packers the ball, like what, the 25, and they still can't score. I mean, that was pathetic. But the Rams, Rams aren't much better. Um, Stafford's coming into this game hurt, got a little bit of a thumb injury. Um, And to be honest, I think the Packers' defense will do enough against the Rams' O-line, which is also pathetic. Uh, So give me the Packers here, minus
1: three. Zach, you got any pushback on that or like it or? Oh, the only pushback I have is that it's a stay away game for me because both of these games, both these teams, <laughs> you know, I'm higher on the Rams than most people. But yeah, you know, I still think there's an outside shot that can make the playoffs just because the NFC, especially the bottom of the playoff picture in the NFC, uh, is really, really bad. But, you know, I can't argue with them. I can't argue with you. I do Jordan Love. I mean, he had a, he set the world on fire the first three weeks. Uh and now he's making Packers fans question uh, their very livelihood. But uh this this was just a stay away from me.
0: All right. Uh Zach, got a got a line that's that's jumping out to you.
1: I do, and I'm surprised it hasn't really moved since the trade deadline. Uh both these teams utter dog shit, but I think one of them uh, since you get him at plus money, they're hard. They're very hard to ignore us. It's, it's the Washington Commanders. Uh, you get him at plus money, plus 152 against the New England Patriots. Uh, you can also take their spread at plus three and a half. Just, I mean, the, the Patriots can't move the ball. They can't move the ball. And I know the commies just gave up two of their best pass rushers, but I got to believe, I got to believe. They're they're better than the Patriots. Just they're just flat out better than the Patriots. And Ron Rivera s- somehow not the first coach fired. Josh McDaniels beat him too it. Caleb. We didn't even talk about that. No, our boy Josh McDaniels. He's now Josh McDonald's working at the drive-through. I'm taking the commies. Uh, I like this line. I just think they're going to win the game straight up. Uh, any
0: any I'll I'll give my one little pushback, and then Dalton has anything. He can he can get into it. I I my concern is that they might have just given up. And if well, the they, deadline and, would say that, and like if they did, like where are they gonna, you know, go into Foxborough and, you know, will will they will they even play motivated? I mean, like some of those moves in the NFL. I mean, I it's been a really long time since I feel like a team has really just said we're going to actually sell like we're going to sell and we're going to try to genuinely genuinely tank I mean they did that mid-season and I that's the only kind of pause I have and then I kind of feel like Bill Belichick you know who you know I just love as a coach might uh might have a game plan on on Sam Howell that will just make his life hell
1: Sure, but it's just just you know, this is a shit bowl. Anytime there's two teams that suck go against each other, I call it a shit bowl. And this is a shit bowl. You know, none of these teams neither of these teams are gonna do anything. Commanders are kinda of frisky, beginning of the year. That's gone. You know, they're just like chasing on you know what they've done on this season, Caleb? Hmm. Punt, punt. punt, punt. Punt all the time. Yeah. Your sound bite from a couple of weeks ago. Like that's yeah, just you're right. <laughs> They probably have given up on the season, but I just feel like they're still like I think the I think the Patriots are that bad. I think they're that bad.
2: Any thoughts on that game, Dalton Washington? or <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I actually like the kind of like the game I talked about, Packers, Rams, this is a shit bowl. I mean, commanders suck, Patriots suck, but I think the hook is interesting that the Patriots are three and a half and not two and a half, um, which kind of makes me lean towards the Patriots and being at home. And as you mentioned, I I do think the commanders have kind of given up on the season. I mean, we saw Jonathan Allen's quote last week to paraphrase. He's tired of this shit, but the shit keeps happening. So I, and I think it will continue to happen against the Patriots. Um, and I watching the commanders versus Eagles. I really think that was the best the commanders could have played. I mean, they looked great and they still couldn't win. So I think you're right. I think they've kind of given up and, Ron Rivera knows that this, this is his last year. So, I mean, I, I think they're not tanking. They It seems like they do like Sam Howell, but yeah, I don't think there's a lot of incentive for them to go out there and put up a good fight. So I'll, I'd take the Patriots in this one.
0: Um, this pick is basically, this pick I'm about to give is simply because there's a guy by the name of Clayton Toon playing a quarterback against one of the most historical defenses in football. Uh, and I'm just going to fade it. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Browns right here at minus seven and a half. I'm gonna lay it. <clears throat> um, I think wow. that there is you usually no stay away way, from the bigger spreads. I, I know, but I'm 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 not. No, I mean if Clayton Tune your starting quarterback, first game of the year against that Browns defense after a loss like they had, were you know the defense at the end of the game lost it for him. You know couldn't stop Seattle from scoring. I mean they got to get this game at home. To stay in the race, the division's too great. I mean, unless this team, I mean, there's rumors that Kyler Murray's coming back, but I mean, my personal opinion is the book wouldn't the books know if Kyler Murray was back? And do you guys think that this line would be less than seven and a half if Kyler Murray was back? Dalton, what do
2: you think? Yeah, I don't think Kyler Murray's gonna be coming back in the next few weeks, even. I I so I've I'm one of Kyler Murray's biggest fans, but at this point, do the Cardinals really have a good reason to play him? I mean, they're what one in six, one in seven. At the beginning of the year, they looked frisky. They beat the Cowboys. People are like, "Yeah, this team—they're fun." I—I I think we're finally starting to see this team really isn't very good. Um, they've been awful in second halves. I mean, they've been pretty good in the first half, keeping it close, and they just fall apart in the second half. Which I guess you know that's kind of what Jonathan Gannon does, as we saw in the Super Bowl. Uh, but. Yeah, I would probably lean the Browns here. I I think there's a lot of people still that don't realize how good the Browns' defense really is. I mean, it is an elite defense. Miles Garrett, probably the best defensive player in the league. Uh, So this could be a long day for a rookie starting his first game. So, yeah, I would would lean Browns as well. So you got anything to add to that?
1: I do think if Kyler Murray played, it would alter the spread just a little bit. I'm also a big... uh, Kyler Murray, Finn. I think he's a top ten QB uh, when he's on and when he's healthy. But you talk about giving up on the season. You can argue the Cardinals gave up on the season before even started, but they really gave up on it uh, when they traded Josh Dobbs yesterday. Um, now, like like you said, Caleb, you are starting Clayton Tune. I mean, who? Who? We just we, we we don't even know who this guy is. I couldn't even tell you where he went to college if he was drafted uh I have no idea I I don't know anything about the guy uh so I would probably lean Browns too and I I love the Browns defense but their offense especially ever since Nick Chubb went down they just traded Peoples Jones like you're asking Elijah Moore to be wide receiver 2 I don't know if he's good enough to be wide receiver 2 no matter who the quarterback is whether it's Walker or Watson but hard for me to see Clayton Toon covering a little over a touchdown spread i just don't see it Clayton
0: in tune played college football at houston Zach, yeah. fifth round pick by the cardinals um you know we'll, we'll we'll see i mean if he's given the chance we'll see if he has the opportunity uh my next pick um all of you indiana haters can suck it give me carolina plus two and a half no, against the you Indianapolis don't, no, Colts at home. No, you don't I'm, even I'm believe even, that in fact, in fact, in fact, in fact, in fact, in fact, don't even give me the points. Just give me the money line. this is this, oh, is, this, is, a, this is this is a this is a this is a this is a revenge game for Frank Reich. No, this it's is a not. game where Frank Reich is going to get his revenge on the Indianapolis Colts. He's going to get revenge on their fan base. He's going to get he's going to be able to say, "Look, this is what you missed out on. You missed out on. B, and I'm, you're gonna come what, to no. my place. The team is gonna rally around him. They're gonna they're gonna want to win this game for him. They got a lot of former Colts on the staff. So guess what I'm doing? Carolina this Panthers, is, no money line. This, this Carolina is
2: Panthers money line. You're, you're anybody? I mean, a... Dalton,
0: You got any pushback
2: on uh, Colts Panthers? Oh my god. You're never going to get pushed back from me betting against the Colts. I hope these losers suck for the next 20 years. (laughs) Uh, Frank Reich revenge game, baby. No, no, it's not. No,
1: it is. Why isn't it? Why isn't
2: it? What what can you trust about the Colts right now?
1: What's what do you want revenge for? For us giving him some free checks the past two years when he should have been fired? He's going to want to prove that he's still a good coach, at least in his mind. Well, he's not. He's 1-6. I don't care that their offensive line sucks. I don't care that Bryce Young sucks this year. I don't care. I don't care. You suck, Frank. This is the most conservative play caller in the NFL. He sucks. I'm not taking... I
0: know you won't take him. I know you won't take him because you're never going to bet against Joe Deep. The Colts score points. The Colts score points. The Panthers can't score. But the defense... What about the defense? You don't think the defense can make plays for Carolina? You're not worried I mean, about I'm Sure, the, they the can't Bryce Youngs.
1: You, you're still going to ask Bryce Young to make a play. We haven't seen okay. him make a play this year. This is a hate pick by you. No, it's not. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a, it's yes, a, it is. It's,
0: it's a young quarterback. It's to way, piss way, me off. It's a young quarterback coming off a win, playing confident again. It's what it is.
1: No, it's not. Carolina,
0: Carolina. Give me Carolina um Dalton you got another line that that sticks out to you for this week
2: yeah I'll go to another one a uh, home team laying three points here I'll take the Eagles minus three um I hate Nick Sirianni he, he's a piece of shit scumbag but Eagles <laughs> that they, they're finally starting to look like the Eagles of last year and the uh, Cowboys um I, I just don't know the Cowboys Right now look like the Dolphins of the AFC. They beat up on the bad teams, um, blow out the Rams, blow out, you know, the nobodies. And then they play a real team and then they get blown out. And it's like, are, is this team any good? We, we still don't really know if the Cowboys are any good. Um, I would like to see for my Super Bowl bet, you know, I, before the year I took the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. So I would love to see them put up a fight in this game and win it. But I just don't see that happening here. I, I think the Eagles get it done here at home.
1: Zach, have another line you like? Well, I like that I like that line he took. Um that Dalton took the, the Eagles minus three. The Eagles it's how it's how it goes with the Eagles Cowboys. The Eagles blow the Cowboys out in one of the two matchups and then the other matchup, they keep it close. Uh and it's usually a split, but uh my next line, I'm gonna I think I might be stealing this from Caleb. It's gonna be Seattle plus five and a half. Against the Ravens. Seahawks just brought in Leonard Williams. Uh, You can also get the Seahawks at a 205 money line if you just want to bet them straight up to win the game. Uh, But Seattle, that trade told me we're going to try and take the division. And Niners have dropped three in a row, much to Caleb's joy. Uh, Brock Purdy is not coming through for the 49ers the past three games. So if I can get Seattle. I, I couldn't believe the spread was this big. They've been playing really well the past few weeks. I know Baltimore might be the best team in the league right now. They're playing like the best team in the league, uh, but I just don't think Seattle is going to go in the Baltimore and get uh, smacked. So I'm taking the Seattle spread uh, plus five and a half.
0: Yeah, I mean, I surely they wouldn't. I mean, they've got they've got you know a great head coach going on the road here. I mean, the only concern would be you know, maybe if Geno just doesn't you know, isn't on, isn't accurate. He had a couple plays I thought where it wasn't the case against the Browns. But if he's able to make some plays on this Ravens defense, I mean, yeah, they got a chance. Um, You know, I I think that's a, that's a lot of points to be given in for sure. Um, I'm going to go to Monday night, my last pick. I'm going to go to Monday night with my last pick. And uh, I'm going to sit here and write, you know, say right now, I just don't think Brian Staley with this Chargers team can win two straight games. While I think the Jets defensively, the fact that it's in New York, you know, the fact that right now the weather's 49 degrees, probably lucky for the Chargers. But, you know, if this weather was able to get, you know, into a spot where it was like super cold and it was an ugly game, I mean, do you trust this Sandy? Do you trust this? I was going to say San Diego. I kind of want to. Do you trust this Chargers team with being able to? win this game physically against this, you know, stop the run game, make it ugly. Um, I mean, I can't imagine uh, that the Chargers are going to really be able to have a ton of success against the Jets if it's a physical game. And I also kind of think that, you know, this Jets defense might have something to say about the Chargers passing offense, which has not been uh, the greatest, the greatest ever. Uh real quick before we get into any lines uh just came out that Bob Knight uh passed away he was 83 and uh, 83 oh, years no. old. Uh, oh man just passed away today. Um so Bob obviously wasn't doing great but uh you know I, all-time all-time great coach all-time great coach so uh, just a little shout out to Bob Knight before we get into yeah. our uh, before we get into our our picks and specifically just what we're looking for in college football, uh, and I know you know Dalton, I know you're you like the NFL, but you know college football is is more, more your forte, you know, and more of what you know kind of you've leaned towards uh, in the past. Uh, what, what do you got in college football that that you're liking this week?
2: So there's about five or six games I really like this week in college, but I'll start with USC at home plus three against Washington. Washington or USC couldn't look any worse than they have the last three or four weeks. They get smoked by Notre Dame. Um, They struggle. Was it last week? They barely got past Cal, and it's a very questionable call at the end. You could argue that Cal kind of got screwed and Cal could have taken that game, and they just really haven't looked good in the last few weeks. I'm not sure how Alex Grinch still has a job. He has to have dirt on Lincoln Riley because. He's one of the worst defensive coordinators in the country, and yet he has a job with USC. But that's why I think this is kind of a bounce back, get right spot for USC, because Washington's defense really isn't that much better. Uh, I think we've seen, you know, Washington looked really good early on, and then they got past Oregon, which Oregon made a lot of mistakes. I think Oregon is definitely the better team. They, if they meet again on neutral field, Oregon's going to take down Washington. And they've really struggled the last few weeks, even with like Arizona State, who's not very good, and Stanford, who's not very good. So I think USC is going to be able to put up some points against this Washington team. This is kind of USC season. I mean, they have laid out, yeah. laid it all on the line because, I mean, they've really got nothing to lose at this point. So I think uh, I'll take the plus three, but I would also take USC on the money line because I think they're going to upset Washington and kind of prove that Washington maybe is a little fraudulent right now.
0: Wow. Wow, I mean, I get it. Just because USC can put up the points, you know, it's one of those shootout games. Maybe you just see how's the ball last, and they just they they make a play. And you know, I mean,
2: Lincoln Riley doesn't know how to coach defense, but he doesn't know how to coach offense. And and also, uh, I'm tired of hearing about this Michael Penix Heisman. He went to IU. He still got the IU loser in his blood. <laughs> so that, that doesn't leave once once a Hoosier, always a Hoosier. There's you cannot tell me he's going to win the Heisman. So. I'm out on that.
0: Well, right. I, I, I note, I mean, he's some, I mean, he's the favorite, he's a favorite right now at plus two seventy. at the book I'm looking at. And, uh, I mean, he's, I mean, it's one of those games where I think if he doesn't play very well, it would, it would have to be damning, uh, on, on a season. I mean, where I mean, would you, what do you, what do you kind of think on that? Zach? Well,
1: I think there's gonna be a lot of points scored, um, <clears throat> I actually had the uh, the other side of the line. I had Washington minus three and a half uh I think there's a chance that they just go in there and kill him, but I get why you did it uh you, it's not often you're gonna get u s c as an underdog uh especially in big games like this. you know they they kind of blew their chance um uh, not encouraging for me last week, only beating Cal by one, losing to Utah. The week before they got, they just have a gauntlet to end the season. Uh, but my, my bet of the week for college football, and I, I can't, I can't slam this enough is Notre Dame minus three against Clemson. I, I can't, I cannot believe that. I, why is Clemson getting this respect? Uh, this is Caleb's Clemson team, his favorite. Oh my God. Team. Uh, yeah, he is a huge Clemson fan. He's a huge Clemson fan. He was actually oh, the yeah. caller. Yeah, he was actually the caller who asked Dabo why he was making eleven million a year. Uh, you look at he wants Clemson to make lost to end. He wants him to make more. He wants him to stay. Yeah. he'll pay half the salary himself. I mean, Clemson lost to NC State last week. We lost to NC State. Clems- Clemson's wins are Florida Atlantic, uh, Charleston. I mean, just not impress. Not even impressive if you're playing NCAA football on the Xbox. I mean. Notre Dame is trying to get into a big time bowl game and they still have a chance to. Uh Marcus Freeman has a big chance here to be a big time program. Um I know they're not playing like a big time program, but he let one go against Ohio State. He knows it. Uh I just think they're gonna kick their ass. I don't care that it's at Clemson. I don't That's, care. I don't I don't care. I, Give me Notre Dame minus three. I can't believe it's only a field goal. I can't believe yeah. it.
0: Yeah. And I I I I and you know, Dalton's a fellow Irish fan. Zach, he's a fellow Irish fan, so uh, he probably
1: didn't hate. Well, it you're tonight. going to be celebrating a W. You're going to be celebrating a W Saturday.
2: I hope so. Uh, this, this game worries me.
1: I mean, I got be, full confidence. I,
0: I, it'll be. I think it could be a fun game to watch, just to see, you know, how they come out and, and play. Both teams, you know, how Clemson response, how Notre Dame. You know, continues to to build off. You know what they've been doing over the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm a bet. I don't even like this because I just can't stand this team. I can't stand this. I can't stand this team. I can't stand this program. I can't stand this coach. I can't stand anything. That Are you doing represent. LSU? No, I'm taking Bama. Taking Bama minus to three. Um, I I hate it. I don't like Bama at all. But you know, you can't bet with your because heart because you're yet, Clemson fan. That's that's not it at all. Because you're a Clemson. Uh, I would I would take I would take the I would take Alabama uh, at at minus three. I mean, you look at what Alabama, yeah. you look at what they're going to have to do. The motivation behind this, you know, and I, it, and people can make the argument to be like, oh, like Ole Miss was a good you know big game for them, yada yada yada. But the fact that they could get revenge on a team that beat them last year, I feel like it matters. And I feel like they are getting something somewhat in rhythm with their offense. Like I, I think Jalen is playing better. And as a result, like, I I think they could come out at home and just kind of kind of just win the, just simply win this game, you know, against an LSU defense that I just, I don't have trust in. And I feel like there's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be, that could make plays against this defense right now. And I don't think, I know Jalen gets a lot of criticism, but I feel like, he's good enough to make plays on this defense and have a decent day and i don't think you need him to do a whole lot more than that uh
1: but well yeah, guys like they need they need as many reps as they can get before they play Chattanooga in a couple of weeks <laughs> well if they
0: i mean i guess it's basically a i mean once they once they you know after this game really it feels like it's basically their destiny until you know maybe the sec championship game I mean, that's kind of. I feel like it's it's uh it's going for them. Uh, Dalton, you got any other any other picks in mind for for the college football slate?
2: Uh, yeah, I also like uh, Iowa State minus two and a half at home against Kansas. If there has ever been a letdown spot, oh. it is right here. Kansas beats Oklahoma for the first time in twenty plus years. They're feeling good about themselves. Yeah, we're Leipold's a great coach. We're getting this program back on the right direction. Then you got to go on the road to Iowa State and you're an underdog. I, I love Iowa State in this spot. I They were, you know, at the beginning of the year, had all the gambling allegations. So they've lost some players and they've been in some trouble. And I, I think a lot of people have kind of just forgotten about this team. They're not bad. Uh, by no means is Iowa State a great team or what they were when they had Purdy and Brees Hall. But this is a decent Iowa State team. And I don't believe that Kansas is really that good because I don't think Oklahoma is really that good. Beating them at home, yeah, they were nine and a half point dogs. It's an upset. They haven't beat them in how long. But how good of a win is that really? I'm not sure we know. Yes, Oklahoma beat Texas. Texas really beat Texas in that game because Steve Sarkeesian had his head in his ass the entire fourth quarter. That
1: final drive was atrocious.
2: I still will never understand what he was doing playing yeah. for the field goal instead of going for it when you can just kick a field goal as time expires and then playing briefing <laughs> defense the rest of the game. Don't get me started on that. I'm still fired up about that Texas loss. But as far as this, you one, have money yeah,
1: on it? You have money on that game?
2: Well, I have a future on Texas plus 2,500 <laughs> to win the national
1: championship.
2: <laughs> uh, we need every win we can get. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, yeah, this week, give me Iowa State here laying the two and a half against Kansas. I think it's a huge letdown spot, and I think Kansas comes out flat.
0: Interesting. Interesting. I mean, Nate, it's a big win. I I honestly thought there was a stretch in that game when watching it, the Kansas game, where I thought they were going to lose it. Um, You know, Coming out of the second half, I was like, oh my gosh, I always figured it out. I felt like Kansas just made enough of just those those plays you have to have when you're trying to upset a team and, you know, they were able to do that. And I'll be honest, I'm going to fade, you know, Dalton just talked about Oklahoma. You know, I think they're the fakest team in the country. So I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Oklahoma state again. I, I'm going to take Oklahoma state. I'm going to take them at five and a half. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Uh, Cause I feel like Oklahoma state's got a lot to play for I me. Mean, crying out loud. This rivalry's probably not going to be the same once, Oklahoma leaves the conference and I feel like Oklahoma state's going to want to try to make a statement on this rivalry, you know, and, and the fact that they can get it at home, the fact that it's a rivalry game and I I I don't trust this Oklahoma team. I just don't think they're a very good team. And I I think I, I like Oklahoma state a lot in this spot and I don't love, I just feel like this Oklahoma team is, I just think they're really overrated. Just think they're really overrated, um, which goes back to the fact that you know that Texas loss. I mean, that's that could be a killer for them uh, in trying to make a you know a college football playoff spot. deck.
1: Caleb, are they are they the fakest team or is it Penn State? Because my other one was uh, Maryland plus nine and a half Good against time. Penn State. Uh, you got Maryland at home as a almost ten point dog at home. Penn state plays around with IU last week. They, I mean, that's all I have to yeah. say. You played around with IU. Uh, I, I think Penn state's fakest team. I mean, they don't have any sure. impressive things on their resume. Green You beat up on Northwestern, uh, and UMass and the, the Shat teams of the big 10. But next week, next week, you got Michigan, uh, you had a close one against Penn State, but you couldn't get your or, or against uh Ohio State, but you couldn't get your offense going. Maryland can at least keep a game close. Uh, they can put together a drive here and there. I th- I think they're decently coached, Maryland. Uh I think James Franklin's a fraud. Um a lot of people on this network think James Franklin's a fraud, but I just don't like Penn State. I don't think they're a top ten team. I think I would take LSU over Penn State. I would take Oklahoma over Penn State. I would take a lot of teams over Penn State. So give me Maryland plus nine and a half at home uh, against somehow the number nine ranked team, Penn State.
0: All right. Looks like we uh, we like upsets. We like upsets this week uh, as the committee released their uh, first poll. A- any reaction to the committee first poll uh, with Ohio State number one, Georgia number two? Michigan, Michigan number three, uh, Florida State number four. Um I the studies have shown, Dalton, that if you're in the top ten since the college football playoffs started, it's about as far as it'll go in terms of who actually makes the playoffs. Uh doesn't have really hasn't gone any farther than that. A team hasn't, you know, gone from like 15 to making a gigantic step. Uh what do you think of the, do you think they got the top 10 correct?
2: Um, I don't know about the exact order of the top 10, because uh, I don't know. what Did Oklahoma come in at nine? Oklahoma came in at nine. Yeah, Ole Miss came in, in at 10. Yeah, and I, I think Ole Miss loses the Texas A&M this week, so I don't think they're a top 10 team either. Uh, but the, I, I totally agree with Ohio State at one. I'm not saying they've looked the best recently, but they have the best resume in the country going to Notre Dame and beating Penn State. So I don't think I I have problems with them going number one. But if you're going to put them at number one, I don't know how Michigan is three. I I think Michigan should be around five or six. And until they play Ohio State and get a win there, what have they done? I I realize they've looked dominant, but they've played nobody. Mm -hmm. And now it's coming out. They might know the, you know, every other team's, entire scheme so yeah I I agree with Ohio State one and I think you still have to respect Georgia I know it's a new year but they have won back-to-back national championships so I have no problem with them at two but I have Florida State three and Washington four <laughs> I know I just talked about with the USC game that Washington I think is fraudulent but they haven't lost yet, and they have a huge win over Oregon. So you can't really project what's going to happen. You have to rank what's happened so far. Hmm. And right now I would put Washington in the top four.
0: Fair enough, Zach. You got uh, any any thoughts oh. on the, the recent CFP?
1: I agree. Um, the one and two are good. Uh, but I think the four team, the three teams definitely behind uh Michigan, if not Texas as well, I'm taking all of them over Michigan. I, I think Oregon's better than Michigan. I think Washington's better than Michigan. I even think Texas might be better than Michigan. I just, I, I'm with the adult. Not and Michigan's resume just is not there. If if they lose against Ohio State in the last week, uh, and more and more progresses with this scandal going on right now. I really think the committee should consider holding that against Michigan. You have one loss. uh, At that point, you would have one loss against your biggest rival, who, by all reports, is one of the main reasons this whole scandal is going on, so you can get their signals and finally beat them. So if you lose to them, that just looks even worse to me. If I was on the committee, I would consider that... uh, but no, I, I don't think Michigan should be number three. I would have Florida State at the very least ahead of them in the rankings. But other than that, uh I liked it. I, I'm not sure about Notre Dame being fifteen. I feel like they should be a little bit higher, but other than that, I I agreed with the rankings. Well, there you
0: go. There you go. We got a week of week of college football upcoming that'll kind of help us shake it out. Uh, and let's see how maybe accurate the, the the committee was here, or you know, maybe see some teams that are a little under the radar all of a sudden get a big jump up. I mean, what if? I mean, here's here's a game I know we didn't talk about it, didn't mention it in our lines, but I just think is a an interesting matchup is you know the fact that the committee put Missouri in at twelve. I mean, if Missouri can can compete, yeah. I mean, if they if they if they get blown out. And they get smoked. I mean, how does that factor in? But then, if they're able to compete with them on the road, I mean, what what does that do? Do
2: you do you, you know, I mean, because they Let's they be uh, honest here, why why they're at twelve? So Georgia can get a top fifteen win. That that's what they yeah, do. I mean, they're gonna rank every SEC team they possibly can just to give them more ranked wins. That's what they do. I mean, because Missouri's. Missouri's resume, they beat Kansas State.
0: Big one for them. They beat LSU. They lost LSU by 10. They beat Kentucky at Kentucky. I mean, the, the wins, when you, look at, when you look at it now, haven't been super outstanding. And I mean, Dalton did touch on it a little bit. It would solidify Georgia's resume, who have only played. One ranked team all year, Zach, and the Kentucky Wildcats, and they beat him fifty-one to thirteen.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're always going to get that SEC bias. We've seen it uh, countless times ever since. I think this is—is is this the tenth CFP? I believe this was to be 10th. getting around. Yeah, I think that's right. yeah. So in the ten years we've been doing the CFP, the SEC more than any other conference, I think, has gotten benefit of the doubt. They do everything they can to help him out. Dalton's right, Um, but Missouri at twelve—that that that did shock me. That really did shock me. I don't, I don't, I don't know about being that high. Yeah,
0: it was was really high. It it shocked me that they they put him that high. And you know, maybe it, like you said, it's to give Georgia a top fifteen win, or you know, or Missouri's that good. You know, I would love to see an like an SEC school with you know, kind of like Missouri, end up being pretty good, you know, as opposed to
1: yeah, you, know, one you wouldn't the, expect.
0: the staples. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see on, on how that all works out. And then lastly, um, you know, we, we got, we had a big NBA trade over the last couple of days with James Harden, which has been rumored for a while, you know, that he's wanted out, wanted out in the off season. They sat him and put him on the plane, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He, he went to the Clippers, And, you know, the Clippers, you know, they've got Kawhi already. They got Paul George already. They got Russell Westbrook already. And the Clippers are now, hey, we're going to add James Harden into this mix. And not necessarily analyzing the trades kind of part of the discussion that I you know wanted to have. But I also kind of want to talk about, okay, how does this affect the way you might look at other teams? How does this affect, you know, or do you think the Clippers are? Do you think this might make the Clippers a championship team? Does this benefit Philly? Do you like Philly more? Um, Zach, I'll start with you here. Um, kind of what, you know, from a gambling perspective, what do you think of this type of trade? Do you think it boosts the Clippers? How much do you think it boosts the Clippers of a title shot? Um, does it make you, uh, you know, think more of Philly? Do you think Philly's got something to tank or, or do you think it helps another team? you know, that you might like and be like, Hey, there could be better value on, on this Western conference team because I'm lower on the Clippers or et cetera.
1: You might get a better value in the West on a team like the Warriors. uh, If Vegas gives the Clippers a lot of love after this trade, I, I don't like the trade at all. I think they're trading for a guy that is past his prime, still acts like he's in the midst of his prime uh, doesn't like any situation he's in. You know, I could, I could put him in a room alone with uh Sydney Sweeney and and uh, Kim Kardashian. He he would want to trade. Uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't. I you can't make the guy happy. In the East, anyway. Uh, the Sixers. You know, they're not winning the title or anything crazy like that. But it would be interesting for them if they. If this was the year they finally made the conference finals, I, I don't think they're going to. But it would be interesting if this was the year they did it because they really only have one legitimate star on the team. Uh, by the end of the year, Maxi could be the second one. But I just think they're going to run smoother now. The talent outside of those two guys isn't great, but... I just think it's one of those trades where just get the guy out of the building. Just just get him out of our arena. Just a terrible influence. James Harden really has to look in the mirror, especially if things go awry this season, which, spoiler alert, they're going to. They're going to. Uh, they just They just are. But I would look at a team like the Warriors, see if their odds uh, go down a little bit. Because Vegas, Vegas loves the star power when talking about title odds. Um, so that's a team I would look at. Uh, to see if the odds shift for them on the title. Uh, Dalton? Yeah, so I
2: I placed one future on the NBA this year about two weeks after the finals. I put um, Clippers at plus 2,300 to win the finals. Um, and I really liked it because I think Paul George and Kawhi, if they can stay healthy, that's one of the best duos in the league. And the value has gone way down, Clippers. are I think I saw like plus 1,300 or 1,400 now to win the title. And James Harden has never gone anywhere and made a team a championship contender. So I don't know honestly why the odds shifted that much, because what has James Harden ever done in his career in the playoffs that you're like, okay, this team added him. They're now a championship contender. He had last year in the playoffs for the Sixers. I mean, yeah, against the Celtics, he had what two or three games where he basically won, won the Sixers those games, but then he'll have two or three games where he goes three of 18 from the field. And then he wants out And okay, I mean, what are we doing with Harden here? I I do think his career needs to be studied when he retires, though, because it is unbelievable how many places he's been forced his way out of everywhere and gotten to go where he wants to go. I I don't understand how it keeps happening. If I'm the Sixers, I'm trading him to Utah or somewhere where he doesn't want to be, where he doesn't have a chance of winning. But somehow he keeps getting traded to contenders and where he wants to be. So I don't think it really helps the Clippers that much. I think it probably helps the Suns. Um, I mean, Zach mentioned the Warriors. I'm trying to think. Who else in the West right now? You think the Lakers?
0: You think think, think it helps the Lakers? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you've got this little, you know, this pack. I mean, obviously Denver could just do it again and smash all this, but. You know, if you're looking at a different team to win it all, I mean, it's like, okay, if you're gonna have this many ball dominant guys that the Clippers are probably gonna have, how is that gonna change? And I don't think they're better defensively. And if if they're not gonna be that much better defensively, I mean, you're looking at you're looking at a team that I think is not gonna be able to score with the likes of Phoenix when they're healthy or Denver when they're healthy, or some of these other squads that we're seeing and. Uh, I think that we would be. could still get a,
1: Denver at five
0: to one to win the title five to one. I mean, it, it, the West it's like Phoenix is at six and then the Warriors is at 15. The Lakers are at 16. So they have the Clippers, I guess, better than the Warriors and the Lakers are more likely to win it than the Warriors and the Lakers. I, I don't, I don't know if I could say that to be honest with you. I don't even know if I could say that about some of the teams in the bottom. I mean, you know, I, I might trust in Sacramento's continuity rather than the Clippers' star power
2: uh, yeah. in the West. And trading and for James that. Harden at this point is trading for a name. That's all you're doing. You're not getting better. And I do think the Clippers were starting to find something with Westbrook and George and Kawhi. And now, I mean, a wrench gets thrown into that because Harden, he's not going to come in and play off the bench or take a lesser role. He Harden's a me guy. He's, he's about James Harden. So I think that's going to kind of mess up some things that they were starting to find and it could really hurt the Clippers.
0: No doubt. No doubt. You know, and we've, you know, basically in three games played so far, there's already that huge move and I'll just kind of see how the season shifts, you know, how, how do some of these younger teams or, you know, so many teams that are probably, you know, haven't shown up for us yet might get going, get hot, uh, make it even more trickier for the Clippers. Or maybe the Clippers are just very dominant uh, with Harden and, that they become a, a legitimate national, you know, a legitimate champion uh, in the NBA. So uh, that'll conclude uh, this week's pod for us on the uh, back shoulder fade. Uh, we got a lot to tease, Zach. You got the, uh, you got your movie podcast rolling. Uh, there's Lynn Sanity available. There's Power Hour available. There's plenty of stuff. Uh, Zach, what, what's, what's cooking up on, uh, on your pod right now? Yeah,
1: we just, uh, me and Bryce just did a pod on Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, great movie. Go see it if you haven't, or be a schmuck like Caleb. Wait till it comes out uh, on Apple and watch it at home. Uh, but uh, coming down the pipe here, uh, want to get into just some news. Uh, <clears throat> talk about the strike possibly ending. Had some weird HBO news today with them making them pulling a Brian Colangelo basically, making burner accounts, uh, doing their best Kevin Durant impression making burner accounts to shit on fans so that's weird um but talk talk about some news talk about some upcoming movies you got napoleon uh coming later this month so uh that's that'll be good
0: oh yeah oh yeah uh keep in line with, with what we got going on and uh, once again thank you for listening to